and I'm joined now by RNZ business reporter Anan Zaki. Kia ora Anan. Westpac Bank's profits fall. Kia ora Charlotte. Well, as you may have heard in the news, Westpac New Zealand's full-year profit fell 18% as it felt the effects of rising interest rates, high inflation, higher costs and bad debts. The Australian-owned bank reported a full-year net profit of $963 million, compared with just over a billion dollars the year before, which was boosted by proceeds from an asset sale. Revenue was little changed. Nona Paltier has more. The bank's chief executive, Catherine McGrath, says the bank has positioned itself to cope with challenging economic times. She said that includes investing heavily in systems to help customers in difficulty and to combat the risk of cybercrime. Westpac's expenses are up 12%, total customer deposits rose 2%, with home lending up 3%. The interest margin, that's the difference between what it borrows at and what it charges, rose 11 basis points to 2.11%. And it set aside $135 million to cover possible bad debts, compared to last year's gain of $25 million for debts that didn't occur. Ms. McGrath says New Zealand faces some difficult economic times, but is in better shape than many other countries. She says the bank has invested for growth and will be ready to take advantage of a rebound. And Westpac's Australian parent, Westpac Group's full-year net profit rose 26% to $7.2 billion Australian dollars. Businesses are being warned their intellectual property is at risk if staff are allowed to use artificial intelligence without proper checks and balances. Earlier this year, global tech giant Samsung reportedly banned staff from using generative AI tools after an accidental leak of confidential source code by an engineer who used ChatGPT. Mark Priestnell of e-commerce integration firm Convergence says submitting queries into platforms like ChatGPT puts them into the public domain. He says companies need to ensure staff are aware of the risks. Personally, I think those safeguards are not in place. I think that um, uh, this needs to be addressed through education and it starts with identifying what is sensitive and what is not, what is our intellectual property and what is not, um, and uh, perhaps uh, perhaps updating um, um, employment agreements, um, particularly clauses relating to um, confidential information and how that needs to be handled. And Mark Presnell says people need to understand that tools such as ChatGPT or other AI platforms are open. At least one telecommunications company sees competition issues in 1NZ's formerly Vodafone's bid to buy more wireless spectrum. Competitor Two Degrees says the deal may hurt competition in the sector and expects the commission to scrutinise it carefully. 1NZ is looking to acquire the spectrum of Dense Air's local business for its 4G and 5G mobile services. Its chief executive, Jason Paris, says it bought the additional spectrum in a competitive tender. We're confident that we'll get this over the line. Commerce Commission will follow a very robust and fair process, but Dense Air offered this up to the market and we were the winning bidder. So we're delighted with that. Every market participant was offered the opportunity to engage, which they did, and uh, Dense Air awarded it to us. And Dense Air's rights cover a big portion of mobile spectrum in New Zealand, and the sale price has not been disclosed. 
New Zealand is in a strong position to influence the priorities for an estimated $5 trillion of regional infrastructure required over the next few years. The Chief Financial Officer of the Asia Infrastructure Investment Bank, Andrew Cross, says New Zealand will be the lead director of one of 12 regional constituencies which will require Australia, Vietnam, Singapore and the Cook Islands. He says New Zealand helped to develop the framework for public-private partnerships, which will account for about half of the region's investments. So it's an amazing opportunity for New Zealand to be really clear about what its priorities are, how it wants to influence uh, AIIB, but also how it works on behalf of the other um, five countries that are a part of its constituency. And New Zealand is yet to appoint the director to the bank's regional group with Treasury staffer Hugh Van Dyke acting as an alternate director over the past year. Well, time now to check in on the financial markets and we're joined by Michael Grace of Jardin Securities. Good afternoon, Michael. Good afternoon, and how are you? Very well, thank you. Look, it was a good end to last week, wasn't it, for the local share market? And we've got some uh, earnings in the not-too-distant future. How are we looking to start the new week? Indeed. Yeah, well, as you say, despite the strong close to, to the week, the index 50 actually opened uh, the week down. But following the A6 open, open sh- a short time ago, uh, the index 50 is now up a nominal 5 points to 11,123. Uh, today's moves include Pacific Edge, which is up 3% to $1.03. Heartland Group is up 2.5% to $1.65. While in the red today are Tourism Holdings, which is down 1.7% to $3.49. Sinmay Milk is down 3% to $1.30. And Main Freight is down 4.3% to $58.35. Okay, well, how is it looking over in Australia? We've, of course, heard uh, Westpac's four-year result earlier. That's right. Shortly after the open, the NZX 200 is up 26 points, or 0.38% to 7,004. Uh, Resmed is up 3% to $23.88. ESL is up 1.9% to 248 And after today's announcements, Westpac is up 1.6% to $21.86. Conversely, both Macquarie and ComputerShare are both down 1% to 161 and 24.86, respectively. And that takes us to the New Zealand dollar. The Kiwi is broadly stronger today, is nearing, and is nearing the, the US 60 cent mark, and is currently buying 59.92 US cents, 92.06 Australian cents, 48.42 British pence. 55.85 euro cents, 89.48 Japanese yen, and 4.35 Chinese yuan. And that takes to interest rates, oil, and gold. The 90-day bank bill is currently unchanged at 5.67%. Brent crude is at $84.89 a barrel, and gold is at $1,900. Thank you, Michael. I think we just lost him towards the end there. That's Michael Grace of Jardin Securities with our market update. And in other business news this lunch hour, cervical cancer screening company TrueScreen has posted a bigger first half year loss as lower margins and higher costs offset a rise in revenue. Its loss increased 11% to $1.3 million for the six months ended September. 
Sales revenue was up a third to just under a million dollars, with the company reporting strong growth in China and progress in Zimbabwe, Saudi Arabia, Vietnam and Mexico. But it sees margins were lower to get business going in China, where it also faced higher costs complying with regulations. It sees it has $800,000 cash, and it warns it needs more funding to sustain its momentum. And we'll bring you a wrap of the day's news and numbers around half past five in Checkpoint. But for now, Charlotte, that is business. Kia ora.